this is your oldest still buffering sister, Sydney McElroy, with a few disclaimers before this episode. Number one, we will be discussing birth control. So I ask that you use your own discretion as to what age ears are appropriate for this episode. Number two, as we are discussing birth control, we will be talking about a lot of the pros and cons and how this works. This is not a medical advice show. We are not giving any medical advice. If you would like medical advice, please seek a medical professional. Do not use this episode as a reference. Number three, finally, I would just like to say that often throughout this episode, we uh, use words such as male or female or man or woman to refer to different methods of birth control and for whom they may be appropriate. For the purposes of this episode, we're using the word woman often to refer to people with uh, uteruses who may become pregnant. Uh, We are often using the term men to refer to people without uteruses who cannot become pregnant. Now, we always attempt on still buffering to be inclusive with our language. This is a journey for us, and we will continue to work harder to be more clear. But we wanted to clarify that for the purposes of this episode, this is what we mean. Obviously, we recognize that there are many people who are not women who can become pregnant and many people who are not men who can't. And we just wanted to clarify what language we were using so that uh, we're all understanding what we're talking about in this episode. Uh, That being said... Please enjoy Still Buffering. Welcome to Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Well, sisters, uh, I Taylor, I have some bad news for you and you and I. Um, oh, yeah? We are going to have to join Riley in her love of Dippin' Dots, it looks like. <laughs> whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> <laughs> this has like nothing a, to do with what we're talking about this week. It's I just, was going to say, I know we were going to talk about Dippin' Dots, but I'm good nah, with that. Apparently, it's in the news that Sean Spicer hates Dippin' Dots. I, He's had a long-time Twitter war on with Dippin' Dots. <laughs> Dippin' so, Dots are not the ice cream of the future. I will. You know what? Whatever. I'll eat some Dippin' Dots if that if that is a protest movement. You all can just pretend to eat them. You can buy them and I'll eat wait, wait, them. Wait. So maybe their slogan, they were just missing a word? Dippin' Dots, ice cream of the dystopian future. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I was so inspired by participating in the Women's March this weekend oh. that now I have to also I- embrace Dippin' Dots. Man whatever i'll take that one for the team i've been doing that for a long time yeah apparently you were on the right side of history and i didn't know (laughs) the most important right side of history to be on in favor of different dots or against unless unless these are just uh alternative facts i don't know we'll see you saw his tweets so so every time that we don't know something on the show which ah, happens sometimes <laughs> can we just claim alternative facts just yeah go with it. just alternative facts it's Great. not um it just depends on which reality you choose to live in i, I suppose i have never like i know it's like the cool thing is to like reference 1984 when you're like a teenager riley hopefully you're doing that a lot like you do what? you'll do that through college to sound intelligent What's um the, the book? book yeah, you've yeah read- I, i've never read it no, not like the not like the year. 
No, I, I thought you meant I thought you meant the book, but I've never, <laughs> never read the book, so I know how to reference it. That would be really weird if just in our teenage years it was very common to go, you know, like in the year nineteen eighty four. Well, there's a song called nineteen eighty five that I'm really into. Okay. You know that song that used to be on Disney Channel all the time? What? That nineteen eighty five. Is that like a pop punk song where it's like the lady that still likes nineteen eighty five? I I think yeah. I know what you're talking about. Her kids don't think she's cool. Oh, okay. Because she's stuck no. in nineteen 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 eighty five. Yeah. No, no. I think it's a, it's a thing that you know, like I definitely said to try to impress people. Oh, that's so Orwellian. But now it's like crap. This crap super Orwellian. <laughs> <laughs> two plus two equals five. <laughs> So I, I'm going to have to change my position on Dippin' Dots being double plus on good. <laughs> well, in the video game Frambo, there are five realities, and one is Ultimate Darkness. So maybe we? we're just or we're just in that Ultimate Darkness reality. Is, well, all I know is that if the world is divided into two camps, and there's Dippin' Dots pro or anti-Dippin' Dots, I think I'm going <laughs> to have to jump over to the pro Dippin' Dots dot. just to be in the right company. Join us. <laughs> And this shall be our battle cry. This shall be our battle cry. The ice cream of the future. <laughs> Dippin' Dots Dippin Dots. Victory Dippin' Dots. Uh, I love Dippin' Dots. <laughs> well, um, it has nothing to do with what we're talking about this week. No, it doesn't. I mean, sort of. <laughs> I mean. Because you know what? Uh, you deserve, you, Riley, you deserve access to your Dippin' Dots. Just like I deserve access to what else, Sydney? Birth control. There we go. That's right. (laughs) Not as um, flavorful? No. Well. (laughs) (laughs) What? You know what? I'll tell you about that when you're older. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I I finished that thought in my head for you. (laughs) I don't want to know. Well, yeah, that is not what we're covering. We're not going to talk about that on the show. I don't even know what that is. I know. Uh, we are we are going to continue our uh, theme of shows that talk about butts and make Riley uncomfortable. Time for a new edition of Let's Talk About Butts and see who can make Riley the most uncomfortable. This, so far, this episode, Sydney wins. <laughs> this, oh, oh, man, I got to up my game. <laughs> don't challenge Taylor like that. <laughs> She will rise to it. <laughs> I got two we guns on for each of you. I didn't know there were going to be so much butt talk. We will rise to the challenge of making Riley uncomfortable <laughs> with butt it, talk. Riley, it's only because at your age, I was exactly like you. And so I <laughs> yes. know there will be a point where you will laugh at all of how uncomfortable you are at this. So I, I know I'm not, I'm not actually traumatizing you. There will be a point where you're like, oh, man, I was weird about that. And I totally get you. I'm just saying that you'll you'll find yourself on the other side one day. <laughs> Someday. This, this is retaliation for that time when you were really little and you came up to Taylor and asked her what public hair was. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you have to put that out in the public? <laughs> Into the public? <laughs> <laughs> so I will say we are we are gonna talk about about birth control. Um, this is not a sex education talk. Uh part because we've done that sort yeah of we before. did that um but this is not for those of you who maybe aren't aware of the birds and the bees <laughs> i'm not here to teach you that <laughs> A- auntie sydney is not gonna inform you today maybe you're like riley right now in sixth grade health class uh, at catholic school when they when the whole chapter was titled abstinence and i said what am i abstaining from <laughs> <laughs> and you know what i'm not the one to a- answer those questions for you frankly 
ask somebody else. But um, <laughs> if if you are listening with, I, I say this because if you're listening with anybody who maybe isn't ready to absorb the conversation about birth control yet, maybe like maybe this isn't the best episode for them. Yeah. Or maybe you know what? Maybe it's never too young. Maybe we're the ones that are going to teach you about birth control right now. <laughs> My point is just that we're going to talk about birth control. So, you know, well, it, it, proceed at your own risk. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it, hey, talk, I guess. So we were talking about this beforehand. I think if you are uncomfortable with this, maybe question why you're uncomfortable with this. Because you're not alone, but maybe that's an issue. That's a good point. Um, because it's something that when I was... I, I feel like I can talk about it from both sides because I was put on birth control when I was 14 and I was on it for a very long time. Mm -hmm. So I have years of personal experience with birth control. And as a physician, I prescribe lots of different forms of birth control. Uh, and so I have to talk about it and understand it and know when to recommend it and, and what kinds might be better and all that, all that kind of stuff. So I think I see it from both sides. Now I am so comfortable with it it does not phase me, as Riley knows, and much to her chagrin, mm -hmm. it does not phase me to describe in great detail <laughs> any kind of birth control, how it works, what it does, any kind of it, and how you and why you should do it. Um, it doesn't bother me. But when I was fourteen, that was a very different story. Mm -hmm. I was incredibly uncomfortable. You know, I'm sixteen, still uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> um, now I, I will say, going back to when we were teenagers, Taylor. You would probably back me up on this. I did not talk about birth control with my friends. No. Nope. No. Very little. And not just because um, I was in a group of, of friends who were not yet, for the most part, were not yet sexually active, I would say. Um, mm -hmm. There were a few who were, but for the most part, we weren't. So that was, you know, why would you spend a lot of time talking about birth control if you weren't thinking about it in terms of birth control yet? Um, but even my friends who were, they, we didn't talk about it a lot. We didn't have long conversations about who was on what or, you know, how you're doing on it or what kind of problems you're having on it. Um, when I was started, I started taking the pill for birth control and it was for acne and I was very clear with anybody. I was very open about, look, my complexion is so bad. I have so many zits. <laughs> look at my face, y'all. <laughs> there's just like, there's the little field of blackheads in the T-zone. There's the cystic stuff under my chin. <laughs> there's the whiteheads like on the front of my chin. I was very happy to describe all that. that <laughs> it was a moonscape. <laughs> such a scene. <laughs> I had really bad acne. <laughs> I, I'm over it. It's okay. Like I lived through it. I've lived to tell the tale. So I, when I, when my doctor first recommended, you know, what would help with that would be birth control. Um, mom was fine with it. And I think she would have been fine with it. I think even mm -hmm. if I was actually being prescribed it for the purpose of birth control. Uh, but I, I was very anxious at the time about the stigma around it. I was really worried. I, say, I can imagine little 14 year old Sydney hearing the word birth and being like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Me? No. I think, I think 14 was the year that I, ha that I first kissed a boy like younger than me. Meaning first, like the, the most innocent, like Mwah, kiss, you know, <laughs> like, like nothing, a little, like a little smooth. Yeah. Nothing, nothing R rated. And, uh, 
the idea of like preventing pregnancy was still very like what <laughs> oh i don't need to no no <laughs> you I don't understand even, i wouldn't even know how to begin that process <laughs> I think you may have me confused with someone else, doctor. <laughs> this is not this is not for me. Wait, can that happen from kissing? Serious question. <laughs> it's like that scene in Mermaids. Yep. <laughs> when Nona Ryder first kisses a boy and then thinks she's pregnant. Mm. The Immaculate Conception. I that was really me. I was terrified of that. Um, I really did not want to be pregnant yet. I was, I was so scared of it. I mean, understandable. You're 14. Yeah, that I, I absolutely had no intention of doing anything that might get me pregnant. Um, but I also, I, there was a lot of stigma back then, is my point, where if you were taking birth control, I felt, at least, that th- people would assume things about me that I didn't want them to assume. And um, I think it was a lot more stigmatized back then than it is now. Do, do you think that's fair, Tay? Well, and, and and I'm going to be really honest, and this is not my favorite thing to say out loud, but as as a girl that, and I was a super late bloomer, I had no interest in anything that would require contraceptive measures in high school. And I was very much a nerd, and I was very much a smart girl. And I personally had certain opinions about girls that were on birth control. And I, I feel like a jerk for that now. But yeah, it, there was definitely a stigma. It's like, when, you know, when someone... No one was bragging about it when you when you knew somebody was. It was like, oh, that's what you're you're doing with your spare time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm watching anime. I'm judging you. I don't know why that was the thing I was doing. <laughs> and, well, and you know what was weird is that even when I knew some of my friends were sexually active, it never occurred to me that they may have been on birth control. And like in retrospect, looking back, probably some of them were. Yeah. I mean, probably, but we didn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had my little, I, I still remember my first pack of pills came, it was like a little pink compact is yep. was the shape of the pills. It wasn't mm-hmm. like it was round, just like a compact would be. Mm-hmm. And it was pink because, you it, know, I'm a girl. Right. It looked a little course. bit like Sailor Moon's first brooch if it didn't have the decals <laughs> on it. But it did. It was full of full of a different kind of lunar magic, <laughs> and it and it came with stickers that you could put in to to make sure that it started on whatever day of the week you started. So it came with stickers, and the pills were all different colors. They were green, and they were blue, and there were white ones. Sounds like you had a lot of fun. It was yeah, and it was all like this is my secret little. This is my secret. This is my little secret. This is so nice. Tell anybody. <laughs> Um, and I didn't, I didn't, my friends didn't know, uh, because I was so afraid of, of something that now I would not, I mean, I don't, now I would not care. Yes, I take, I mean, I don't take birth control actively now, but if I did, I would have no problem saying that out loud to anybody I knew personally or on a podcast. I would not care. Uh, but at the time I was, I was, it was a very big deal. And I, like I said, I'm certain I had friends who are on birth control, um, I know that there were guys who had condoms. I know, I knew that they did. How, how did you know they had them? Sydney? was it the way they carried themselves. Did they just like show them off walking down the hallway? Just like check you this know out, the like, way a guy walks if he's got a condom. <laughs> no. Just curious to know how you knew certain guys carried them. Theater. Okay. Everybody, it, you see, okay, okay. you get it. Wasn't it? theater talks it was, about everything. Yeah, okay. Riley, it was fashionable in the 90s to put a condom over one eye, like an eye patch, <laughs> and wear it like that. 
I'm going to do that for decade day. Dude, TLC totally did that. I'm not wrong. <laughs> it, I, I remember that I, I had guy friends who had condoms. And, I, and I'm not saying this as if like only, only guys should buy condoms and girls should all have birth control. This was just the way it broke down mm-hmm. from my memory. I, I don't remember if my female friends had condoms. I do not remember that. We certainly did not talk about that. Um, I I think there was an expectation that if a if a guy was sexually active, he was gonna provide the condoms. And uh, I remember some of my male friends like having that one in their wallet. Oh yeah, and, like like showing it like accidentally like flipping through like whoops, oh, how'd that get in there? Oh man, <laughs> As well, if, and like, that, that's a uh, real funny double standard that that brings to a head where it's like on the girl side of things you could be on birth control don't tell anybody and then on the guy side of things you might not even be having sex but having a condom makes you cool like (laughs) that was an accessory exactly yeah (laughs) no that that was exactly it no that that was the truth it was it was a condom was something that i mean you wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to like carry down the hallway and hold above your head and be like look (laughs) I that's have what had I sex. Thought, that's what I thought when you met, got you knew some guys that carried condoms like they were just whipping it out of their wallet like check this out. No, it was but you wanted I, I got the impression that the times <laughs> I don't know what these guys' motivations were. They've got them I, in their trapper keepers with their pencils. <laughs> like, oh they flip it up and organization. Go, what? That get in there? <laughs> and it was crazy back then because and Riley, this is why I really want you to speak to like the difference now because it was such a crazy double standard that we didn't if 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 women were on birth control we didn't talk about it i mean i'm sure there were some who did but like i it was not widely discussed uh guys who who had condoms kind of wanted you to know cuz then it was cool but that that was it that there i'm sure there were other forms available sort of at the time i don't remember people talking about them I certainly never had that conversation with any doctor. Nobody ever walked me through different forms of birth control. It mm-hmm. was like, there are pills. Would you like to take them? I mean, that, that was pretty much it. Um, and at the same time, we had a daycare at our high school. Yeah. So people were having children. People were getting pregnant and having kids. But we weren't allowed to talk about birth control. Which I will say now we talk a lot about birth control. Like, I will say a solid nine weeks of our health class last year. I know we did an episode on health class, but nine weeks of our health class, we spent talking about birth control in the various forms. And like we had a woman come in and bring us like a plastic version of every IUD Mm -hmm. and like showed us how they were inserted and how they worked. It was just like a whole lesson on how all of these different forms of birth control worked for men and women. Mm -hmm. Um, But we still have, we still have a daycare going strong i got a lot of kids there so like we talk more about it like it's accepted but but i mean do you think that and i guess we'll get into that more but it was uh, the the stigma on birth control i felt when we were teenagers was still very much alive and well that like it wasn't something it wasn't like i don't know i'm trying to think of a good corollary you know kids don't have as many chronic diseases but okay like asthma that's a that's a mm-hmm. pretty common chronic disease among a pediatric population exactly like taylor had that growing up if you had to have an inhaler at school no one would judge you i mean nobody's gonna be like oh my gosh did you see her she's the kind of girl (laughs) that carries an inhaler she carries it she uses albuterol did you see that right there in english class she was using 
an inhaler. Like you, you, I will nobody s- would care. Inhalers weren't without their own stigmas. They just well, were definitely different. different. <laughs> you you whip one of those out in the middle of gym class, and you're that girl with the inhaler for at least the rest of fifth grade. <laughs> oh, I don't think that's true. <laughs> Not anymore. I hope. I had uh, there were a couple kids I remember I used to really envy in my gym class that uh, got to sit out from certain activities or had to sit out because they had asthma. <laughs> And I used to you hide with them. them. I used to hide with them because I didn't want to participate in gym Did class. You just hide behind them, or like just no, sit with we would them sit and under the bleachers oh. and, and hide, so I didn't have to participate in gym class. <laughs> hey, you, Sydney was lucky because she had that look about her that could have had asthma. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I shouldn't say that because I'm sure those kids with asthma they probably would have liked to they could have taken my spot <laughs> i was just lazy i didn't have a good excuse yeah healthy pink lungs just flaunting them off taking <laughs> advantage of the under bleachers <laughs> i got better as i got older i got more athletic I didn't like to run for a while there <laughs> it seemed very intimidating um but uh but that's that's the big thing that i, I want to talk more about is like now my hope is that things have changed um, because there are so many different forms of birth control. There's so many different um, ways of keeping yourself from, you know, becoming pregnant if you would like to do that. Uh, And I would hope that with that, the conversation is easier. It's more, I don't know, it's more out, like it's more exposed. Mm Mm-hmm that you and your friends would talk about it more openly. Cause I mean, I'm like, really Riley, what I'm saying is my friends and I never had a single conversation that I can remember about birth control pills, despite the fact that I doubt I was the only one who was secretly mm-hmm. taking my little pink compact of birth control pills. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I am on birth control now for other reasons than contraceptive purposes, but I am on birth control and I also have about like 10 solid friends. Uh, and I'd say, six to eight of them are also on birth control. Mm -hmm. And one of my friends even has like a little ring of pills that has like a hole in the middle and she keeps it on her keychain so that she never forgets it. So like, Mm -hmm. it's not like she's hiding it. Like it's just always on her keys with her, which I mean, it's a smart idea. She won't forget it. Yeah. But, um, (laughs) is that, is it fashionable? Can you, can you make it fashionable to be on birth control? Taylor, you live in New York. That's where all those things start. Just start that. Yeah, right? Hey. Like, make it cool. I mean, I, I guess maybe it could be cool for, like, the wrong reasons. Like, oh, look, that girl's on birth control. She must be sexually active as opposed to, like, I'm regulating <laughs> my hormones. Um, <laughs> I could see how that could be misconstrued. But I like the idea that people are, like, wearing it, like, show, like comfortable with it being visible. Yeah. I think that's cool, too. And it, and it does, you know, we've all said this, and it sucks that this still persists today, the idea that, like, okay, if you're on birth control that we conclude that you're sexually active because there are lots of reasons people take birth control. Mm -hmm. But even if that is why you're taking it, so yeah. What business is it of yours? At least you're being (laughs) smart about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what you're saying. Like maybe I'm sexually active. And if I am, I'm, I'm trying to take control of whether or not I become pregnant right now. That's all you're saying with that. Like that, that just means you're well-informed. And making it, decisions for yourself. It, it is kind of funny because when you really break it down, it's like we talk about, oh, just the facts of life. It's like, no, this is like the fact of life. It's the the most important thing we do about like making other humans and, and, and having 
the population exist. I don't know. It's it's weird that it gets compartmentalized and so like tucked away and shameful when it's like the most basic thing. You may or may not like you know do lots of things in your life, but this is a biological impulse that lots of lots and lots of people have. Well, and not just people. Like this is something that all like species on Earth have in common. Like there are some that only live long enough to procreate and then die. Yeah. <laughs> they have a bunch of babies and then die. Like that's what well, we are driven to do that. The creation of new life is a, is a, there's nothing to be ashamed of. It's yeah. a wonderful thing. That, it's that, just, you should have the control to do it when you decide you're ready to do it. Right. That being oh. said, those of you that have no such impulses, we see you and we respect you. So yeah. Asexual yeah. people don't want to, oh, don't yeah. want to construe that. That's, you know, like not a normal thing. No, absolutely. No, I, I, I don't mean to insinuate that at all. I think that's a great point, Taylor, that, you know, mm-hmm. not everybody has that drive and that is A-OK. There's no reason you have to. Um, and there's no reason to be ashamed if you do. Because, yeah. like, you know, I have Charlie because of that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a pretty cool one in my book. Um, but I will say that I all of my friends that I know are on birth control. I can promise there are no friends that I have that are on it that I wouldn't know because it's like, we'll be at sleepovers and you know, I have an alarm set on my phone to take it at the same time every night. All my friends do too. It's usually in the evenings. Like all our alarms will individually go off. It's like, Oh, BRB, gotta go take my pill. Or like some of my friends have their depo shot or their implant. And they're like, Hey, you want to feel my, my implant in my arm? Like, Oh geez, I got to go to the doctor in a few weeks and like get it replaced or like get another shot, get another patch. It's like, we talk about it. Just no big deal. Yeah, like we we bond over our our side effects. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's that's great though. I mean, that's progress because yeah, I can yeah. never in a million years imagine having that conversation with any of my friends in high school. No, no, I can, I mean, absolutely. That I mean, that's that's the thing that really fascinates me is that I know we didn't talk about it, and I don't even know where I would have started. I can't imagine what would have been the response if I'd said, hey, so I'm on birth control. And all your friends would just been like, uh, uh, like crickets. Yeah, it would yeah. have been very uncomfortable. And then somebody would be like, so Dawson's Creek. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, Riley, yeah. I want to talk more about the birth control of today. I mean, I don't, but all right. We're going to, but first. <laughs> let's check out the group chat. All right, let's go. Uh, first of all, this week, sisters uh we have a very special jumbotron um, guess who it's for this is a little i feel a little awkward saying this it's for us what <laughs> it's for the smurl sisters that's i still quite i still wait is it just for you two uh, not say not your name? You. it's for no, all you're not a smurl for, sister you will I'm always a be smurl. a smurl sister i'm a smurl i'm kidding you were the no, original no. smurl sister it's from Q. Isn't that a character from James Bond? I was going to ask that. <laughs> yes. A John Green book. <laughs> so is it from the character from James Bond or from the character from a John Green book? To me, it's from a John Green book. Uh, maybe okay. they're from the same universe and it's the same person. <gasps> is it Q who makes all the stuff? Yes. The cool stuff, the gadgets? In James is Bond? Is that right? Yeah. Is that uh, who Q is? Because there's Q and mm. M, and M is like the woman. Yeah, M is like the one, the, the boss, and yeah. Q yes. is the gadget one, right? That's yeah, he's really a, cool. he's in charge of the, the research and development department of the British Secret we, Service. 
We have the Q of the British Secret Service to sending us. Very a, cool. Us a Jumbotron. Here's what Q says. Q says, much love to the Smurl Sisters for creating such an amazing podcast. Sid, Rilo, Tay, each of you are awesome in your own uniquely awesome ways. Wishing you guys, plus all the still buff listeners, the best for 2017 and beyond. Aww, well, you too, Thank Q. you, Q. So that was sweet. really nice. That was so nice. That was I'm going to cry. Sweet. You know what, Q, we wish I'm you the best for 2017 yeah, and beyond. That was well. so nice. Thank you. Yeah, that was very nice. We don't we don't get those to ourselves, and that was wonderful. No. <laughs> um, we have a sponsor to tell you about this week as well. Yeah, we have a gift for you, Q. So listen up. It's not just for you. It's for all of you. <laughs> it's for but, everybody. But also for you, Q, Q included. Yeah. All right, so Still Buffering is supported in part by... Hello Fresh. Now, have you you girls have tried out Hello Fresh? Now we right? have. Oh, hex yeah. So we all got boxes from Hello Fresh. It's a meal kit delivery service dedicated to making cooking fun, easy, and convenient. So we got three meals from Hello Fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taylor, Taylor you picked the vegan meals, right? Uh, vegetarian, or, yes. Ve- vegetarian okay. meals, and then we got our regular carnivore meals. Non, I was gonna say non-vegetarian <laughs> meals. <and> carnivore works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, they're absolutely delicious. We yes. had these wonderful, wonderful burgers mm-hmm. um, that were amazing. And I'm trying to. I think made uh, roasted chicken with uh, jasmine rice and uh, roasted winter vegetables. Mm-hmm. That and were a, delicious. There's a pork stir fry we're gonna have tonight that mm-hmm. I'm very excited about. We also got a cute little apron with ours, but it was yeah, super easy to do. The instructions are really easy to follow. Everything comes in cute little prepackaged containers so that took you know me like 30 minutes to make a whole dinner it's it's easy and all the all your calories and everything are listed on there so you know exactly what you're putting in your body mm-hmm. uh, uh, taylor I, anything about your meals well you know i i because i'm trying to be like full of vegan and while my meals had some dairy components they were they were so like heavy vegetable based like like grain based like it was so easy just to be like mm, pick like not include this one thing um, but also I want to say as far as the ease, they were all delicious, but more importantly, there was one night I closed the bar, went out for some drinks with some friends and I was like, you know what? I'm hungry. I could go get like some fast food. It's three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning. Nah, I'm going to go home and make an eggplant ragu drunk. <laughs> so- <laughs> and how'd that go? That- and they are so easy. That's you how can easy. make them three <laughs> sheets to win. I came home. I was like chopping up eggplant and roasting it and everything had beautiful pictures and easy to follow instructions. And I gave that night when I ate it, I'm like, this is great. But then it passed the ultimate drunk litmus, which anybody that is cooked drunk knows there were leftovers the next day. And I ate them hesitantly the next morning. I'm like, this is still great. Like, <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> they are that delicious the and limits. that easy. <laughs> now, while we at Still Buffering do not endorse making your food drunk. <laughs> uh, sorry. No, absolutely not. I'm just it saying they're really easy. easy. It is that easy. <laughs> it is that easy. Uh, you can create new delicious recipes with step-by-step instructions designed to take around about about 30 minutes, which I think is fair for everything we've yeah. made. For everyone from novice to seasoned home cooks to even those of us who are intoxicated, short <laughs> on time. They have super fresh ingredients, the exact quantities you need. Again, really easy to follow. And they're all delivered to your doorstep in a special insulated box for free. So here's the deal. Ooh, a deal. A deal. For $35 off your first week of deliveries, visit HelloFresh.com and enter promo code STILLBUFFERING 
when you subscribe. That's $35 off. $35 off your first week. Go to HelloFresh.com, promo code STILLBUFFERING. Yeah, do it. Do it. Check it out. Make some some drunk ragu. It was so good. So, uh, Riley. Uh, Yes. Today... I think it, I think it, we should at least, uh, and again, I know I could go into very boring detail about all different forms of birth control. I'm not going to do that. You have before. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> That's not what this podcast should be about, is Sydney being boring and telling everybody about her <laughs> medical knowledge. Uh, but I do think that you probably are aware of a lot more forms, forms of birth control than when I was a teenager. If there was something other than pills and condoms, mm-hmm. I didn't. I, well, I mean, female condoms, I should include in that. I don't know about uh, anything else. I mean, I had a conversation with you and with my doctor about various forms of birth control. And that's why I know about all of them is because when I was wanting to be on birth control for hormonal purposes, there were many options to consider. And I needed to know about all of them. So what do you know about? Uh, uh, there is a shot. Mm-hmm. There's also an implant. There's also a patch. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are also IUDs. Mm-hmm. And there are pills. Is that all of them? You're doing a really good job. What did I There's miss? There's a ring, too. Oh, yeah. There's a ring. I consider that an IUD. Well, but the ring you insert yourself. I see. Uh, I will say a very funny story. One of my friends, when I was 12 or 13 and not even thinking about birth control and saying the word birth control probably made me like turn inside myself and disappear. Um, one of my friends was older and was probably 16 at the time, maybe 15 and was talking about being on birth control for hormonal purposes and said that she was considering getting an IED. <laughs> That's a very different thing. Which is very different. And I no. knew that at 12 or 13 and went, oh, an IED. Oh, my. Or intermittent explosive device. Yeah. Or improvised, sorry, <laughs> improvised explosive device. I, I went, believe. oh, improvised. Uh, I do not, not think that means what you think it means. Yeah, you don't want to put those in your uterus. Um, please. Um, that Now, you didn't mention condoms, which is okay, because you were kind of... I, I, I thought know, we were talking about... I like, gotcha. Like, uh, female long-term birth control? I gotcha. But do you... Does the stigma around condoms still exist? I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, okay. I guess Lots so, of. yes. <laughs> my friends my have answer. openly talked about them before, but only my friends that are, like, in long-term relationships and have needed them Do before. they ever go buy them? Yes. Really? Yes. I have been told a story before by one of my friends about how she went with her boyfriend to go buy them together. <laughs> Did not love that story. That's a no. That's great though. I think that's a big step forward. Yeah, because I, I really like. I can't. When I look back, I cannot imagine any of my friends buying condoms. Mm-hmm. No, no, she. She. I've had friends that have told me about that. Before. Now, um, I. I have not, I did not buy condoms until I was in my adult life. Mm -hmm. And I I will tell you that even, even to this day, it makes me a little uncomfortable. It makes me feel a little, I mean, but I feel the same way if, if I would, if I, when I go buy pregnancy tests, it's just a little like. Even though you're married and have a child. Yeah, because it shouldn't, I mean, for one, it shouldn't make a difference. If you need a pregnancy test, go buy a pregnancy test. Who cares who you are or why you need it? That's fine. Uh, but I don't know. I, th- but I think it's that stigma that still exists from when I was younger, the way that that was viewed, which is unfair and sexist. And obviously we know that. Yeah. But I think that still stays with me. And um, I, 
I I discovered at some point in my wild youth that they sometimes dispensed single like packs of condoms in like in the gas station in gas station bathrooms. Sydney, tell me no. <laughs> so like that was a that was an option that you didn't have to like look a store have clerk in the that? eye. Taylor, tell me you've never bought a condom in a gas station bathroom. I will. Uh, not in a gas station bathroom, but I live in New York City where I think there's a pretty, pretty good push in, in this place to like make condoms available everywhere. Like the NYC condom and, and they're not great, but I mean, they are everywhere and like tons of bars, most dance clubs, like you just get a big old bowl of condoms and, uh, it's, it's excellent. And actually our, uh, our health center in my college just kept one like right up front. No questions asked. You just... Go in, grab them, leave. See, I think that's great. That the only time the only time I remember ever being given free condoms, um, our health department does give out free condoms. And if you go to their family planning clinic or to their uh, STI clinic, they will uh, on your way out be like, "And here's your unmarked paper lunch bag." <laughs> like it really is like a brown sack lunch bag full of condoms. <laughs> Just like <laughs> here's your parting gift. Like, they don't ask you if you want them. Like they just, bag? like, they, like, hand them to you. Like, here's your birth control and your condoms. and Or here's just your bag of condoms on your way out. <laughs> they, they tell you just to, like, go around back and you'll meet some guy in, in an alley and he'll give you your contraceptive device. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I went, I went in solidarity with a friend once um, because I went to my doctor to, to do those things typically. But she was going to use the health department thing. And it's the health department provided those services. And so I went in solidarity with her. And went through the whole thing with her. Um, it's good to know how to how to get screened for STIs. I know that's mm-hmm. not what this is about, but it's good to go through that process and understand how it works. And everybody, if they're sexually active, should get tested. So I went along with her, and we we went through the whole thing together. And I mean, the worst part for me was getting stuck with a needle, mm. getting blood drawn. Ugh. I hated that more than everything else. Was like, well, whatever. Um, but then at the end, they were like, "And here's your condoms. Bye." I remember walking out in the parking lot with my bag of condoms. And that was the only thing I thought was like, everybody knows what I'm, what this brown paper everybody bag is. Knows what this is. <laughs> like I just walked out of the health department with a lunch bag. <laughs> Nobody's confused. They gave me a seam. But I still remember my friend looking at me going, uh, are you going to, are you going to use those? <laughs> and I was like, well, no, I don't no, Not yet. I no. And she's like, well, can I, um, could I, <laughs> could I have them? And I was like, yeah here (laughs) you can have my lunch (laughs) be safe have my lunch (laughs) but uh but i i still uh, that's interesting to me that some of your friends would feel comfortable buying them because it it really uh, that's a big shift from today now if if somebody wants birth control where would you guys go because i mentioned the health department but if that was a service when i referenced going i was actually in college at the time if that was a service that was available to me as a teenager I had no awareness of it. Nobody told me Mm -hmm. I could go to the health department and get screened for SCIs or get access to birth control. And because they, at our local health department, and this is a good thing for you to check in your local county, a lot of county health departments provide family planning clinics and STI services, um, you know, pap smears, uh, breast cancer screening even is done through some health departments, as well as free birth control or free condoms or whatever you might might need uh at our health department we have that i didn't know that in high school Mm -hmm. um i personally have never gone through the health department and i would not know where to go uh for that um (laughs) i could show you it's 
I'm sure you could show me. It's on 7th Avenue. It's not hard. (laughs) Um, But my friends and I, all of us that are on birth control, have just had, like, the conversation with our parents and just been like, hey, I don't know what my friends' conversations went like because maybe they need them for other reasons than I do. Mm -hmm. But mine was like, hey, this is the reason why I think this would be good for me. I think it would help me out a lot. Uh, We should talk to my doctor and see what our options are because... I don't need it for contraceptive purposes, but I think it would help me in a lot of other areas. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like we had a conversation with a doctor, and then we decided what was best. And then I got them for free, pretty much. For free, yeah. Because you have insurance. Yes. Yeah. That should be noted. Birth yes. control is not typically free. Yes. Uh, it depends on if your insurance covers it or not. And I there mean, are. It should be, but yes. it's not. Uh, there are a variety of, uh, of, like Riley said, kinds of birth control, and it depends on what your insurance plan covers as to what you have access to and what is really affordable because if you were trying to birth control pills out of pocket like if you don't have coverage not necessarily that expensive there are a Mm -hmm. lot of different kinds there are a lot of generic kinds that you know you could probably afford now if we're talking about the shot right the patch the ring certainly if we're talking about the implantable devices the ones that go inside your arm that last longer or an intrauterine device an iud that an goes IED. inside your uterus mm-hmm. not an ied <laughs> an iud oh <laughs> um those obviously are way more expensive and you're not just talking about the cost of the the birth control item like the mm-hmm. actual thing that dispenses the birth control but the the cost of a physician you know inserting it right. or, or implanting it so that's a lot more expensive. And if you're trying to do that without insurance coverage, that could be very difficult, probably prohibitive for a lot of people. Yep. Um, so so that's why it's good if you do have a primary care doctor that you can talk to about these things to walk you through all the options and see what your insurance would cover would be yeah. a really good idea. And most all of my friends are actually on the pill. I actually only have two friends that are on another form. Um, but we're all on the pill just because to us we're in a routine for it and it's kind of like all of my friends i know are on the pill are on it for other reasons than contraceptive purposes Mm -hmm. um and it's kind of just like this is the easiest way to go about doing so where we get what we need um for our reasons Mm -hmm. and it's not a procedure that's painful and you can stop anytime Mm -hmm. like you don't have to like get something removed or you know, get another shot or something like you can just, if you need to stop taking pills for any reason, you can stop taking pills. Like if it has a bad effect on you. Yeah. Which I think is nice because I know that not personally for me, but I know a lot of my friends have bad experiences with birth control, like pills, like hormonal birth control. And have told me horror stories and almost maybe not get birth control, but uh, it, I mean, most people it doesn't have any effect on. True. I mean, it's good that there's a wide variety of, of kinds now because not everything is for everybody. Mm-hmm. Of course, there are side effects to different forms for some people. And so it's good to go talk with a doctor about all your options so that you can try something out so that if you did have a problem with it, there you can, you'll know what other forms there are to try out instead to switch to, you know, it's best if you can have that kind of conversation. Um, and you can do the same thing if you go to a place like the health, I've been talking about the health department but another thing we should be talking about is Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. That's which my also, jam. There you go. Which also <laughs> provides all these services. Now, Taylor, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. Have you ever been to a Planned Parenthood? Yes. Because I have not. I okay. Good. Well, because maybe you can tell us a little more about that experience because we do not have one. Yeah. In in our city where we grew really? up, where I still live and practice. No. 
Um, I'm well, familiar with their services, but I've never actually physically been inside one. Um, I mean, I, I think it's, you know, I would always go just for regular screenings because I think that's just a responsible thing. I'm always safe, but at the same time, it's a good thing to, you know, check in. Um, mm-hmm. to, this is sort of a weird aside, but as somebody that can't afford insurance and, and I, a lot of my friends do this, like Planned Parenthood's kind of the place you go to be like, oh, I'm here for a regular, you know, screening. But hey, also, I've got this cough or I've got this like <laughs> weird thing. Could you and the, I think the doctors kind of, there generally kind of know that some people come there for to answer lots of questions, not just related to one thing. And uh, they're always super helpful. And everybody that I ever interacted with, it's like, like, so open to talk about anything, any concerns you might have. Um, I mean, I've I've only gone gone there for checkups and uh, and contraceptive measures, but like, you know. It's, uh, it's not, it's, everybody there is pretty well educated and you're interacting with real doctors, which for some of us, for a lot of us, that's really the only place we encounter them that we can afford. That's, and that's a good point you made. So you, you've used Planned Parenthood, not just for STI screenings, but for like pap smears, cervical cancer screening. Is that what you're saying? Checkups? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So they provide cervical cancer screenings and, and obviously through the pap smear and physical exams. Um, that you need routinely yeah. uh, if you have a uterus, <laughs> if you have a cervix, um, even if you don't have a cervix in some cases, uh, if you formerly had a cervix, maybe you need. Um, obviously, contraceptive measures, so you know various forms of birth control that you can access, and mammograms too. Yeah, and I've, I've never paid more than a, a couple hundred bucks, and it's, I'm not there all the time, so it's kind of like, for me... Like that's on the high end of like getting like a pap smear and 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 an STI screening and like it's it's the it's much more affordable than something that you know you could anything else that you could find. You're you're absolutely right, and I think that's an important point to make is that I have patients who come see me in my office who have insurance, and their insurance does not cover preventive health measures now. That has improved greatly since the Affordable Care Act. Uh, But there are still patients who would go through places like the health department or we had some local free clinics who had grants to do like cervical cancer screening or breast cancer screening because they were like mammograms are expensive for them. Uh, A pap smear, they still paid a big part of. So just because you had insurance, have insurance doesn't always mean that these services are well covered like they should be. Um, same thing for birth control. I have lots of patients who have insurance, but still many of these forms of birth control aren't available to them. And so a place like Planned Parenthood or like our health department provides is is critical so that they have access to birth control. Yeah. Um, I think my biggest issue that I would think um, would be not an issue in the year 2017 is um, there's been a debate we've talked about in class before whether schools should offer free condoms and free birth control or information on where to get those things at least. Cause we have a little health center, like, you know, a nurse, mm-hmm. but um, uh, some of my teachers say no because it encourages kids to have sex. And some teachers say yes, because there are kids that are going to do it anyways. And if you're going to, it's better to be safe because then you don't get sick and you don't get pregnant. And it's just all around like, you know, safe. Um, and I don't understand why that's a debate because I feel like if 
if you don't have, there are some people I know at my school that maybe don't have anywhere else to go except for the school nurse. And if they can go to the school nurse and get like birth control pills or a condom or get information on where they can go to get those things. Like, I feel like that would be so much easier and help a lot of people. And that's still a debate. And I don't understand that. Um, I think that's a great point. Um, I know that that is something that I remember even like people arguing for all the way back when we were in high school. It certainly wasn't being done at our high school. And, and there probably are high schools across the yeah. nation where this is, this is happening. Just not where we are. Not here. No. Um, but I, I think that time and again, we prove that giving, you know, sexually active people access to information about and the ability to obtain birth control in the long run is a good thing. You know, it reduces our rates of STIs and of unplanned pregnancies. That's that's obvious. Yeah. Um, and, and just telling people not to have sex without any other education does not produce those same results. Well, I mean, we were talking about this before we started, and I think you, you were definitely right when you said there is there are probably a few kids, but 98% of kids at my high school at least would not, it would not deter them from uh, participating in such activities <laughs> if they did not have access to contraceptive measures. Yeah, that's not the thing holding them back, I yeah. think, in a lot of cases. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that that's kind of the wacky thing about this whole discussion. Is it, it's a natural human impulse for a large part of the population. So why do we treat it like it's this thing? That, I mean, it's this thing that we should provide every bit of education for and every alternative discussion for because it is a massive part of of existence. I mean, it's something that we're all probably going to end up considering at some point in our lives. I don't know why we don't prepare people to the best of our abilities and make healthcare around that completely uh, demystified. Absolutely. I think you're right because I think it's very much if you make the decision that you don't want to have sex and so then you decide that birth control is not something you need in your life, great. Yeah. Go, go then good. Excellent. Then don't use birth control and you've decided not to have sex. I think that's great. I don't think there's anything wrong with that decision. I just think that there are a lot of people who are going to make the decision that they are going to have sex at some point and maybe they still don't want to take birth control. Great. Nobody's forcing it on you. Mm -hmm. no, you know, nobody's putting it in your drinking water. Um, <laughs> I'm not trying to add it to the local, you know, water, tr water filtration system. Um, but you should know where to get it. And it should not be something that you're embarrassed to ask about. And I think that's one thing I would say. Uh, when I first had the conversation, I remember with my doctor about birth control, I was mortified. Uh, mom was there. And I had to talk about I had to use the words birth control. And I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I've never been so embarrassed and, and I was embarrassed to have it. I was embarrassed to take it. It mm -hmm. was my, my little secret. Um, if you are someone who wants access to contraception and you're thinking about going to a doctor or a Planned Parenthood or the health department or any place that offers those services, please know I, you may be embarrassed about it, no one you're encountering is embarrassed about it. Mm -hmm. Your doctor or your nurse practitioner or your physician's assistant or your nurse, whoever you're talking to is not embarrassed. They've had this conversation with hundreds or thousands of other people and probably dozens other people today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they are not embarrassed. They do not think anything of you other than here is a patient seeking access to, uh, you know, a medical 
treatment or medical service and we are here to provide it. And I want to best advise you as to what would be good for you. I want to advise you of the risks so that you're aware there are certain risks to different things and the benefits and help you make an informed decision. Um, but doing any, we've said this before on the show, doing anything for the first time can be very intimidating even very benign things. I think we said that on the voting episode, going to vote for the first time seems mm -hmm. very intimidating. Sure. Going to ask about birth control the first time <laughs> is incredibly intimidating. Yeah. Um, but just know that on the other end, we're not. We're not embarrassed or judging you or stigmatizing anything. We're here to help. And uh, I think that if you are younger and if it is something that you can talk with your parents about, I would advise that. Uh, I'm not saying that you know, that's always an option for everybody. But I know that knowing mom supported me. I don't, not that dad didn't. I just think he was clueless. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't I, think dad knew what was happening. I think dad probably won't listen to this episode, honestly. No, I nope. hope he doesn't. <laughs> no. I, and I, I just, I don't think that it was that dad would have been against it. I just think it was like, whatever you think is best, la, 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 fingers in the ears. I know there's been times where mom has just like mentioned the word period out loud before. And dad just like stands up as like, oh, I've got to go to the bathroom. I don't know. Just okay, go but if it's something you can talk to your parents about and they can help you like even go with you i have lots of uh teenagers that i see that their parents bring them at, to say like we need to talk to you about birth control and then like nudge their kid like talk tell her you know it's fine i'm fine with it let's talk about it i think that's great because then you're not just getting support on whatever we decide to, to do in terms of birth control. But like, whatever other questions you have about sex, you've got somebody to ask now. Uh... No, I think that's great. So I think if your parents can be involved <laughs> with it, not everybody is that lucky to be in that situation, but if they can be, I think that's a great thing and I encourage you to do that. Um, you know, because I think that the you're safer all around. Yeah, I, I think I was a lot happier that Riley didn't come to me secretly and say like, Sydney, help me get birth control. <laughs> Like, I was very glad, even though it was a very long conversation with mom. It was mom. a very long conversation. Yeah. Well, and that's true. And I think, I know we have a lot of parents that listen, like, you know, sex isn't like hockey. Like, some people will get into hockey. Lots of people won't. <laughs> Wait, what? That's okay. <laughs> sex is the thing that most people are going to get into at some point. So, teach everyone the rules of bunny fingers hockey, you know, and you're only helping them with information they're probably going to need. Are we talking about hockey? Because I don't know anything about hockey. No, it's okay. You don't have to know anything about hockey. You should probably know things about sex eventually when you, yeah. when you want to. <laughs> Absolutely. And the more that we can talk about these things openly, I mean, birth control has become very much like an empowering thing, um, specifically for a lot of women. I don't mean to leave men out of that conversation, but I think for a lot of women, it's become very empowering because um, it, it gave women a measure of control over their reproductive futures that they certainly didn't have prior to birth control. Um, and, th and that's a great thing. And the more that we talk about it openly, the more we're going to also know how to best provide it to everybody safely and what method is best for everybody. Cause there are side effects. You know, recently there was a study that came out that linked birth control to depression in some patients. Um, and this is something that like we, we need to be able to have open conversations about that so that, we don't just end up stop because I've seen that like people say, well, don't give birth or oh, should we stop birth control or maybe this should be bad for people. No, no, we do, we need to have open conversations so we know what's best for everybody. And if somebody if we're worried about that and you have family or friends who know you're on birth control and who can help you 
How are you feeling today? Are you noticing any side effects? Let's have an open conversation about that kind of thing. Then we can take better care of everybody instead of it being like the secret pink compact that you keep in the bottom of your sleepover bag <laughs> so that none of your friends see you when you like take your entire bag to the bathroom and are like, I have to go pee. And you sneak off with a whole, <laughs> with a whole duffel bag. So if they catch you, you, just hold it up in the air and say, "Moon prism power." <laughs> I think the important message here is that uh, birth control is a woman's women's birth control. I should say is a woman's uh, moon power. Yes. There you go. <laughs> it is our moon power. We are now in control of everyone and everything in our surroundings, and we can only do what we want to do. Riley, I'm really happy to see that you and your friends at least are talking about it because that's where I think those conversations start. Once uh, you're comfortable, once like, and again, we keep talking about women and men too. I mean, condoms are a great thing. They've been around for a long time and they don't do everything, but they do some things and there's certainly a place for them. And they don't have to be this dirty thing that we don't talk about. Cindy, Rachel still got pregnant. Well, they're not 100% effective. From friends, I should say. No. I mean, this is not an abstinence talk, but if you if you want a 100% way not to get pregnant, then don't have sex. I mean, obviously, we know that. But that is not the choice that many, many people, dare I say most, are going to make. So how else can we prevent pregnancy? I think that's what we just answered, Sydney. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> I think it's fair to make that point. Well, and I don't, I don't, Riley, I don't want to make you too uncomfortable here, but as a young woman that always has condoms in, in her abode, like, I think that's a power move for you. I think that's an important thing as a woman to be able to say, like, no, 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 I'm taken care of from all angles and, and not to feel some shame. Like, there's no shame in taking care of yourself, however you see fit. Exactly. Exactly. There, there's no shame in, in deciding to have sex or not deciding to have sex, using birth control or deciding for whatever reason that you aren't going to use birth control. That's A-OK too. The important thing is that it is your decision and that once you make that decision that you are not judged or stigmatized for it and that you know where to go to access it mm-hmm. and that it continues to be affordable and legal <laughs> for you to access it once you have made that decision. Yeah. So. so get get your own moon prison power if you if you want to. Yeah, I'd encourage <laughs> you to have those conversations now, soon. Talk to yeah. your doctor, talk to your parents, talk to your whatever local health department, your local Planned Parenthood, um, whatever, or wherever you go for those services. I would encourage you, if you have thought about it, if it's something that you are considering, to go have those conversations and decide if that's right for you sooner rather than later. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> and your so. doctors love to talk about this stuff. Let me just say that. I can tell you really love. I love to talk about this stuff. I do. I'm not. It's not uncomfortable for me at all. I feel like I. I have all this wonderful knowledge that I can just like. I can tell. It's a wonderful thing. Hey, well, this is just. I mean, we're in the age of nerds being cool, right? This is just another kind of knowledge. It's cool yeah. to know about this stuff. It should be. I should. know all about how your butts work. Everybody. All right. Well, 
We're good. We're you done. You two boys. Uh, like, I'm not, this is not just you for You two boys. I know, I know how your butt works. I know everybody. I know <laughs> there is no, there, this is not a gendered conversation. I know how all y'all's butts work. All right. <laughs> and well, I can talk to uh, you about thanks, it. <laughs> thanks. Let's not talk about butts. Thanks, everybody. But wait, that, wait. Taylor had a point about no, butts. No, I was just kidding. About, not about butts, but I mean, we, and we, we've said it a couple times, but I really want to reiterate it that it is, it's, it, this is all from the woman's perspective. And I feel like there's a lot of responsibility we're, we're talking about that belongs to women. But, you know, like for young men, it's like it's it's a it's a it's a two way conversation. If you're talking about like, you know, uh, a male and female couple like that, that if you're concerned about contraception, that's a conversation that should be should be had. Like it's not on the woman to be on birth control or not be on birth control. Like it's it's a it's a, mm-hmm. it's a two player game. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, and th- and that's why that's why these conversations are important for uh, women to to have with their doctors and providers, for men to have with their doctors and providers, everybody who's non gender conforming to have with their doctors and providers, no matter what kind of couple. We've talked a lot about birth control in terms of male female couples, but no matter what kind of couple you are in, there is a role in there for not just preventing pregnancy, but for preventing sexually transmitted infections which we haven't talked as much about so go get care yeah so there you go makes you a more now, awesome now we can stop person. talking about butts butts please butts 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 i just want everybody to protect their butts please protect, protect your, your butts so sydney will stop talking about butts protect your butts with moon prison power <laughs> uh thank you everyone for listening um and for protecting your butts. Thank you, sisters. <laughs> Thank you, Riley, for indulging Taylor and I. Yeah. Um, and I apologize to, to the Taylor of the past who would have been very uncomfortable with I this could as well. Uh, sat, see, I, I held back just for her. Like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, If you want to send us a, a question or a comment or a topic suggestion, you can email us at stillbuffering at maximumfun.org. Uh, you can tweet at us at StillBuff. You can join our Facebook group, Still Buffering on Facebook. Uh, you can go to MaximumFun.org and check out a lot of other wonderful podcasts on our network. In addition, you can go to MaximumFun.org forward slash Jumbotron and send another delightful message. It doesn't just have like to be to read us. Today. It doesn't always have to be to us, although we love it when it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it could be to somebody else that you that you care about, and we will read that as well. Yeah. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby, You Change Your Mind. This has been Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am a teenager. And I was too. Hi, I'm comedian Emily Heller. And I'm cartoonist Lisa Hannawalt. And we're the hosts of Baby Geniuses. Do you want to learn weird new facts? Do you like hearing successful creative women talk about their poop? Do you want the scoop on Martha Stewart's pony? If you answered yes to any of these questions, our show is for you. We interview people like Paul F. Tompkins, Kristen Shaw, Michael Che, and more. So check us out on Maximum Fun. And let us mess up your brain. Yes, please. Baby Geniuses, we know Tell us something we don't know. Maximumfun.org.
Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.